welcome to the core on WEGL 91.1. I am your host, Jackson, and today we have a very special episode. Today is the third episode of the core interview series here on WEGL 91.1. For those who do not know what that is, it is the series where we take bands, we bring them into the studio for about an hour, and we just discuss their history, the songs they write, the writing process, just take a real deep dive into these bands. And for today, we have a band named Crowmouth in the studio. Guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, introduce yourselves, what you do in the band, uh, where you're from. My name is Alec Hara. I do vocals and a lot of writing for the band. Uh, I'm originally from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Uh, the original guitar player, who is actually not here today, his name is Josh. Him and I are both from Wisconsin. What's up? I'm Andrew, Andrew Wiles. Um, I play drums. And I don't do much writing, but I like to play drums, so that's it. <laughs> this is Brandon Ashley. I play bass and make memes. That Okay, that's the most important job that's, in this band, I can already tell it's you. True. Exactly. It's true. It's yeah. true. He's very important. It really is. <laughs> most important job. Not bass, making memes. <laughs> okay. right. Facts. Facts. No, I'm, <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm Jay Cole, and uh, I play guitar as well as uh, I'm the band sugar daddy yeah he's the money bag <laughs> oh really money bags o'herlihan over yeah. here okay yep. oh, shoot. okay so does that take away from your time in chrome mouth or is it kind of like a double like double whammy easy to manage i'm an engineer so i just go work 40 hours a week normal 40 hour schedule and then um use the funds to pay for band stuff so nice i mean that's a good way of doing it right there if you have your disposable income you have a lot of power yeah oh yeah uh, therefore a lot of uh decision-making in the band, I'm sure. And 99% of us as musicians are usually used to being broke. So it's it's Truth. definitely nice. It's definitely nice having, uh, hi, Jake. Hi, Sugar. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> it. I love you guys. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the history of Crowmouth. How did this come to be? So it's, uh, it's kind of a long story because, uh, as I mentioned, the original guitar player, Josh, uh, him and I came down here from Wisconsin uh, with another one, uh, another two of our friends, technically, and we all planned to do music, basically. Like, we were all coming from Wisconsin because of the fact that it was, like, we felt like we basically did as much as we could there. Like, we didn't, we felt like we hit a brick wall. Basically, so we were like, okay, time to relocate. Let's find a place that's more music active. So we decided on Nashville. Uh, no particular reason outside of the fact that a lot of the other places we were thinking about were way too expensive to live at. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's um, fair. So, so that's how we ended up down. We actually were in Nashville, Tennessee, for quite a while. Right. That's that's where Chromouth was originally based out of. And then, unfortunately, we wrote our first two EPs. Uh, we started dropping the first one, and then that is when COVID started to be a problem. Ooh. And unfortunately, we just kept hitting roadblock after roadblock and not being able to really fill in the positions we needed to be a full band. Um, Jake was the first to come around and be our, our third like official. Well, we, we had a drummer prior, but he ended up leaving. He actually moved back to Wisconsin. Oh, okay. But, and then uh, Jake joined the band, and uh, basically we just were like, okay, we have all this this music to work with and we haven't been able to do anything with it thanks to, you know, circumstance. Right. And so we finally uh, finally got around to dropping the second EP, you know, this last year, even though that thing's been written since 2017, yeah. <laughs> the same time as the first one. Dang, yeah. that's, that's from 2017? Yep. Yeah, that's Gosh. how old it is. Sounds yeah. like it came out yesterday. <laughs> well, I mean, it came out in like, what, 21? Uh, 22, I I'm going to say it was 22. It was 22. 22. Yeah, I forget what month now. Okay. Yeah. 
It definitely sounds like it was written though, like this year. Well, I'm glad it sounds that way. Like <laughs> we we were relevant. really excited about it. It's just unfortunately things just really didn't allow us to keep going. And eventually, even uh, Josh was so disheartened by the situation that he decided to quit as well. Oh. So it was basically just me and Jake. And uh, honestly, I was about to call it quits because, you know, the hardships were like, man, it's just like we because him and I've been doing music for many years. So to have just another thing like completely be sat in the water, you know, dead in the water, like it just sucked. So I was thinking about quitting as well. But Jake was like, dude, no, (laughs) like, don't do that. (laughs) Like um, he has he has a lot of faith in the material, as did we all. But, you know, it's just sometimes you reach your breaking point. Right. Right. So were you. You were in bands previously to yes. Chromeout, so like, which bands were you a part of? Uh, in in all fairness, nothing nothing most people have probably ever heard of. Yeah, I that's think fair. That's the purpose of the show. Yeah, I mean, it's true, <laughs> true. Uh, we were in a very metalcore band called When Everything's Taken back in Wisconsin. Okay, very cool. Uh, we only dropped with me. With me, we only dropped one EP because I ended up leaving. Because after we moved to Nashville, uh, I couldn't find housing for myself. Ooh, so I gotcha. ended up having to move back to Wisconsin for a while. But uh, okay. um, they, they, they yeah. did another EP after that, but that's about it. Okay. I was going to say, and then Andrew and I were in a uh, band local to Huntsville called Skybearer. I do know Skybearer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, okay, um, sick. One, we were jamming with this other guitar player, and he found Alec on YouTube, brought Alec down from Nashville. We jammed with them. And then Actually, it was worse than YouTube. It was Craigslist. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah so. I didn't know you could put videos on Craigslist. No, no, it literally was like an ad looking for a vocalist, oh and I just gosh. happened to hit it up because at the time we weren't able to do anything with Chromeout, so I was like poking at other stuff. Yeah, this is like what 2005. <laughs> no, Honestly, like, no, no, no. shoot, I don't even remember <laughs> when that. It was like 2017, right? People use 2017. Yeah, use Craigslist yeah. in 2017. I know, I know. Believe me, I'm a fossil. I'm aware no, 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 of it. no. We use Facebook Marketplace in this household. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. You got me. We Not used Twitch m- in this household. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the guitarist that found him for us. We were like gonna make a band with him, and once we heard his vocals, we just took him. And we oh my guitarist god! Yeah. We we're like, you know, wow. you're too good to pass up. We have to take you. Right oh out. my god! Other guitar player had a bad attitude, and me and Andrew didn't really. He was he was amazing, phenomenal. He, I mean, he was like he could play like Jason Richardson, Jeez. but he just had this awful attitude about everything. So yeah, we he like, unfortunately well, let his capability get to his head a little bit. So we uh, let Alec do a uh, vocal part over our what was then our most and still is our most popular song, a gatekeeper, and he did okay. the main chorus of it, and we were all just like. Uh, yeah, that we want this guy to be our vocalist <laughs> moving it forward. It I mean, was like, the breakdown. He just did it, and that was all we needed. Yep, yep. And like yep. the breakdowns, I mean, as we'll hear later in the show, are just absolutely insane for, oh, for you guys. I mean, like, we try. It's <laughs> wild. And so, yeah, we'll get more into uh, that aspect of, later on in the show. So you guys knew each other from like Huntsville. So how did you guys meet everyone? Oh, well, in all technicality, uh, so yeah, so those two knew each other. I met them through Craigslist, and then Brandon, they those two talked yeah, mostly. Yeah, Brandon, uh, do you want to speak on this, Brandon? Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm the grandpa of the group. I'm a, li- <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit older than uh, the rest of the band. I'm 35, and uh, I've been in several bands in the North Alabama scene, you know, over the years, and uh, I wasn't playing music at all. Just kind of something just kind of felt empty, you know, in my life. And I just posted online, just kind of put feelers out there looking for any bands, looking for experienced bass players or, you know, starting something new. 
And Jake swooped in right away and kind of told me the material, sent it to me. We talked back and forth, kind of had similar musical tastes or, you know, visions of what we want to do moving forward. And I thought at the time, uh, I think they were just looking for a bass player to play live. They were kind of trying to fill out a live band to start playing gigs and shows. Again, that COVID thing, you know. So I kind of sat on standby with the material for a year and a half or so. Yeah, instead of playing live, we just kind of, I mean, we've been doing that, but we, we kind of decided to take it forward and write new material. And, you know, it's kind of a full-fledged thing now. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so you guys have had several member changes throughout oh, yeah. the career. There's of the been bands. a lot of member changes. Yep. Yeah. Some bands, when listening to them, you either feel like they may have gotten worse after a lineup change or they may have gotten better after a lineup change. Overall, I think that having different members always adds different dynamics. Yes, which is yeah. very true. And so, like, either whether it's for like you know good or bad, that's like people's opinions. But everyone has different capabilities to what they're oh, doing, yes. and so having this lineup here, which is totally different from when you started, allows you guys to have a more developed sound, I would say. Oh yes, definitely, because back back in the day, so the first two EPs that we have already released, back when those were written, it was literally just Josh and I who wrote all of that, including the bass. Uh, uh, Will did come in and give us a skeleton for the drums, but we even ended up zhuzhing those up. But that's what's amazing about having these two in the band now is like I actually have people who play those instruments. They know what they're doing and they can make it sound phenomenal in a way that I could never dream of doing because I don't have that skill set. You know, very true. Yeah, 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 I've I've been trying to like get something going around here for a while. I have like me and do y'all know a band called uh, Reclaim the Empire? By chance? Yes, yes. I know the name. We, the last Sky Bear show was with Reclaim the Empire at Madison oh, Station. Right, yes. right when COVID, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. right before the whole world shut down. It was March, yeah. March twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those guys sound amazing. Me and uh, their their bassist are trying to work on something, but now he wants to do vocals. So now I have to find a new bassist, and also got to find a new drummer because oh, the no. drummer that I'm well, in was like from yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to join? You want to join? <laughs> Brandon's thinking. He's uh, hey, hey, I like that. I, I like that Dream Theater shirt. Hey, appreciate it. <laughs> I'm a fanboy. Now I saw them in March last year. They were so sick uh, in nice. Atlanta. They're so good. I saw them in Nashville. Yep. They they did the Grand Ole Opry, and that was oh my god, that was amazing with Archeco. Yes, it was Archeco. Bro, yeah. yeah, yeah, Archeco. Yeah, so good. Such a good band. I've played uh, I've played them a couple times on my show. They're so sick. I met uh, all their members, but Adam Bentley specifically. Is such an amazing producer. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. he is so good at everything he does. And you, you're an anime guy. Do you do you play uh, Genshin Impact at all? Very much. Okay, so they play, <laughs> they made some of the soundtrack for Genshin. No so, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the last, uh, they did like a contest thing, and there was like a live stream oh. or whatever. So they put an Archeco track into. Genshin I had no Impact. idea. That's sick. amazing. It's like you've got to look so into that. that yeah, so it's cool. a great song. It's so good. Of course, all instrumental as is their usual stuff. Yeah. But oh, yeah. like, it just. It fits them so well. I didn't. I don't realize before that why they never did like an anime before that. Yeah. Uh, I think that. Well, then again, it's also really hard as an American musician to get your I mean, music over yeah. there. <laughs> that I've only heard like a handful of English songs. Yeah, it's not anime. very common. No, and like, and usually if it does happen, it's because they specifically wanted that. Yeah, it's like um, there's a band called Cold Rain. 
which I love. Oh, yeah, I love Cold I, Rain. Yeah, they're, they're my second favorite band. I remember I heard them in Fire Force. And yes. They did, but it was my show. The one featuring uh, Keo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keo from, who used to be from. Uh, Rio from uh, Rio. Crystal there Lake. Crystal Lake. Yeah, Crystal yeah. Lake. That's Thank my opening you, yes. theme as well for my show. I recognized and, it. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, so we did. Um, but yeah, I remember when I first heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's. Is that drop B? And it was like, <laughs> drop, B. drop B. And then I was like, and then they started anime. singing in English. And I was like, is that English? <laughs> For real, as soon as they start singing, you're just like, wait, and they're speaking in the language I speak. It's like, guys, they're American. And I look it up, like, no. No, not even close. <laughs> they haven't played America since Warp Tour of 2016. Man, isn't that not the most disappointing? Yeah. RIP Warp Tour. Yeah. Oh, we, man. We talked about that with Septarian. That did we, did, we did a whole uh, Warp Tour versus Mayhem Fest thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Going to that whole rabbit hole <laughs> of stuff. That was a fun time. I bet. That was great. No, that was an amazing <laughs> conversation. So we're going to come back from break, and when we do, we're going to hear the first track from the band Crowmouth. We're going to talk a little bit about this song in detail, a little bit about the writing process, a little bit lyrics, instrumentals. You know how the gist goes at this point. If you want to hear that, then don't go anywhere, because this is The Core on WEGL 91.1. That's all too much. I hate what you think of me.
decided it was time to let go. Not just of you, but of everything I know. I always knew that this life wasn't meant for me. I always felt beaten down by my anxiety. No lifelines left but the one on my That was the song A Quiet Place by the band Crowmouth, and we are here to talk a little bit about that song more in depth. So what was the writing process for this song? So weirdly enough, uh, like I had said, the first two EPs were written around the same time. And weirdly, secondly, weirdly enough, A Quiet Place was the first song, actually. That was the very first one we were working on, and it was literally because uh, I had had an idea for the chorus. Oh, okay. And then we just kind of started messing with it, and eventually it built out into what it was. Honestly, that's really about it. I, I hate to admit it, but it was a lot of just drinking and bouncing ideas back and forth until we got it right. Those are how the best songs are made right there. I mean, unless you're a straight-edge band, but, you know, those are the best. Well, we do have a straight-edge bass player. Oh, let's go. Hey, yeah. Let's go. As, someone, as someone who does not, you know, engage in secondary activities. <laughs> as I like to call them. And good on you guys. I'm far too weak for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no Cure is my role model. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Play, Blaise, Blaise Blaise band. My no Cure. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I love that band. So oh, yeah. Much. They're great. They're... I love playing with them. I wish we played with them more, though. Yeah, y'all did uh, Insanity. With yep. the, yeah, we played. Yeah. We actually oh, yeah. technically played Insanity with them a couple times, but only once as Crowmouth. Yeah, oh, we, we played with we them, played as, Sky with them as, uh, Sky Bear, yeah, oh. as Sky Yeah, Catavasis. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Technically, it was before No Cure. Yeah. Was, yeah. I remember the, the Catavasis days. That oh, was, man. They that were was nasty. nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's some good, nasty. That's some good stuff. Like, first show went to an <laughs> drummer, dude. Oh, yeah. That drummer was awesome. Well, is it Cyrus? Cyrus Patel. Patel? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, now in, uh, he's in Wielded Steel now. Yeah. Okay. That band is so sick. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Your spirit dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's filling in on tour right now with them. So. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. They're such a good band. It's like, I want to get them down here somehow. I know I can't do it, but like I'd like to. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm actually surprised you haven't been able to. Yeah, the, the tonight's show that y'all are playing with uh, Septarian, Power Sync, and uh, Blood is actually like the first show that I've ever like done. Oh, okay. So this is the first. And then I have a second one, which is a house show in two weeks. Oh, jeez. Uh, so okay. a hardcore house show on Ooh. campus so that's oh, gonna oh be god fun. yeah it'll be fun <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah my um i was here with septarian earlier and they were telling me about they were like giving me like a history lesson they told me about um how they saw like neurosis play here on campus and they oh, saw like wow. they played awesome. saw green day play in a classroom here they saw uh who else they saw they saw like uh john five was here doing a clinic and a guitar shop like downtown wow like, that's wild i was like when he was still marilyn manson's guitarist and i was like 
the heck? Like, <laughs> what, what happened? There? What happened? <laughs> What happened to us as a as a species? Where we just, you know, we, why did we lose this? Where did it go? I don't understand. Wait, what happened to this? <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, so you said it was what well, the first song that you guys ever wrote. So, yes, it was technically the first song because basically the way these two EPs ended up uh, is they're technically like a part one and a part two, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to not necessarily be a completely cohesive story, but it's like. Uh, Basically, I went through some of the worst time period of my life, and I picked out all the worst aspects, and I chose to write about those. And okay. then A Quiet Place was supposed to be the final track, like always. We always knew it was going to be the final track because A Quiet Place is the song about you caving to thoughts of like depression and suicide and you know things right. like that. And uh, obviously, the whole message of the song is that not you know you're not alone when you feel like that the whole point of the song was supposed to be more of a supportive thing i know it's about depressing things but a lot of our music basically the whole goal was to write music for broken or hurting people yeah yeah which um I, because you guys are new metal core so a lot of i feel like at least maybe probably half of the new metal bands that came out in the 90s really kind of focused on that lyric topic. Oh, yes, very emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. In, of, yeah. of course, the, the biggest being Slipknot, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, bands like Mudvayne. And, uh, My biggest one was Korn. Yeah, I'm Korn. a huge Korn fan. I, I can tell. <laughs> I <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> it's, like... it's tattooed on his wrist. Oh, I, oh, I definitely don't have a Korn oh, tattoo. Oh, no, not definitely all. not. No, it's... <laughs> Because I was I was showing one of my friends we went, when we went to Atlanta yesterday I I played some of you guys in the car I played a quiet place and they're like is that corn like, <laughs> <laughs> very influenced by it. Well, now, yeah what do you guys sound like corn if they were heavy yo corn if they were nowadays heavy That's yeah nowadays corn heavy. is still okay, heavy yeah, but they were heavy for their time they were they were <laughs> keyword yeah. was was right they put That's out the like, thing they put out that skrillex album i said i don't know i still like it a little bit album. i narcissistic cannibal was that was a good that was right when dubstep started getting big yeah i get why they good on them for jumping on it no good on yeah they've never been scared to try i like that about yeah exactly i like that about corn because they always try new new things yeah like every album i do like that a big like electronic core fan. Oh, I, so, I love that. Please so. tour with us. Yeah. Tour, please. <laughs> please take us out, corn. Yeah, please. corn. Please, yeah. we're begging you. You can hear us. Jonathan we know you're listening. I love you, Brian Welch. If you're listening, uh, please. Brian Welch, please. <laughs> I know he's. I know he's listening right now. He listens to my show every Saturday. Your leads play nonstop in my head. I need you, please. <laughs> I saw them with uh, with Alice in Chains of all bands. Oh, that was so wild. That had to have been a great show. It was them, though. Under Oath, and Horror. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was at Oak Mountain Amphitheater. That is a crazy <laughs> mix. Like, I would have right. loved to see that. no sense. Like, it was when Under Oath released that like really yellow album. Like, yellow oh, album artwork. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. which, so it was like, it kind of fit like the new metal sound that they I mean, sort of had. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it, like, it kind of worked. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was fun. It was a fun night. It was, it was very 90s. Very 90s oh, night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. But yeah, corn big influence. I could definitely hear that. Especially yeah, I was gonna course. say, I'm sure everyone who listens to it can basically literally be like, "Yep, yeah, it's like that." Is that is that Jonathan? Like, you could probably just go on like Spotify right now and it's like a quiet place feet Jonathan Davis and just be like, <laughs> "Yo," and people would believe it. People would believe people it. Believe it's it. like, like like you have like I don't know, you got like Nick Nocturnal or something like that. Reaction is like. Whoa. 
we could do God rules now. <laughs> he's, he's actually shared our stuff a bunch of times too. Yeah, yeah he's he's cool. uh, especially uh, our single "Embittered." Yeah, oh, that was such a good yeah. song. But definitely a very yeah, Slipknotty song. It I, is. You, I, I like that the, one. The whole light began to. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that, that's the beat down. Like coming out before I before I joined. Step. Yeah. Like I was a fan and mostly of that song before I joined the band. I was like, yo, the song is such a banger. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I, I remember just wish I could breathe when I performed. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of lyrics. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I have to literally be like, hold on, okay, <laughs> just take a little extra breath, cut out a lyric or two. Oh my gosh, I remember uh, what was it? Because we were looking at like, I was looking for bands to like put on the show, and I like remembered you guys from the No Cure show, but like oh, I was because uh, I saw the DIY live. Huntsville. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I saw that and um, I was like going through because it's been a while since I like heard y'all stuff. And I was like, man, I got to find um, I got to find a band that like to play this. I'm looking through and I was like, oh, this one has a music video. <laughs> and I was like, they, they're professional. Get them. There you go. Oh, yeah. We've been trying to keep it professional. I have a bunch of music videos, lyric videos, all that nonsense yeah yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that later in the show about like because you guys are like big on tiktok and like stuff like that oh, yeah. so trying to keep up with it definitely <laughs> have like a segment laid out later where we're going to talk about like um more using social media to your advantage and how it's like changed over time oh, yeah. especially for you guys uh but so instrumentally how was this song kind of put together how did that kind of come to be um okay well for the most part <laughs> It started with me literally uh, just mumbling the tune, <laughs> and okay. then my guitar player, uh, you know, Josh. Josh mimicked it, and then uh, it's honestly kind of hard to say. I feel like we basically got a really solid chorus going, and then we were like, all right, let's get a main riff, and that's when we got the, you know, the fast-paced, bouncy riff that comes in right after the intro, and it's just very, it honestly was kind of random. A mm. lot of the stuff we bring together, like, we had a lot of ideas for it. And we made work what we couldn't, and we cut out what we couldn't. You know what I mean? So yeah, just, uh, we basically always had like a concept of what we had, had like wanted it to sound like. So it was just a matter of like messing with it until we made it sound like how we pictured it. Mm -hmm. So you guys made the music video as we mentioned for a quiet place. Mm -hmm. How, who produced that? Like who directed that? How did that? Come uh, that was directed by uh, uh, his So his his yeah his producer name is Seiji. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and he, I don't know if he really does music videos much anymore because he was already kind of on his way out when we were working with him, but uh, he actually did all but one of our music videos. Correct. I think he did all of them he except for the embittered. one for Embittered. Yep. Oh, okay. So Who did Embittered? Embittered was, oh no, I don't, I don't Austin Scherzberg, I think Austin is his Rizabelle, name. I know it's yeah. Austin something. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. And uh, he actually, he's done a lot of music video, like music videos. Like he's done videos for bands like, uh, Oh goodness! Not not. For some reason, my brain's trying to say sleep token, but it's not that. Really sleep? Oh, yeah, wow. it's not, it's not sleep drop. token. I was about to say. Uh, like, name drop. I know, right? Jesus, I wish it's it was like, sleep token. Like, right? I'd be like, like, I worked with the same guy who did sleep token. <laughs> it's like, guys, uh, we we you made you made a little video for a band you may not have heard of called like uh, uh, obituary. Uh, no. Obituary. <laughs> <laughs> Like I literally worked with Metallica. It's like, guys, I single-handedly saved Knotfest 2025. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> How did that happen? So I have no idea. Because the party followed me. It showed up finally when I came in. <laughs> it's like, I walked into the arena. They were having technical difficulties for one song. It was fixed after I walked in. 
solve me. <laughs> it's that electric energy you're giving off, man. You know, just, yeah, yeah. It just, it it's like, it. turns out the, the act of pickups and their guitars just needed me to, like, give oh, them Oh, yeah, the absolutely. <laughs> they were just dying. <laughs> no, oh, passive, passive gang. I'm a passive fan. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, you guys made the music video. Uh, do you think that music videos still have, like, a big place, or do you think it's kind of decreased over the years? I, I, I personally still enjoy having them. I, do I think it's cool to have a story or, or you know, video, just something, imagery to go along with your music. Right. Um, what really sucks about it is the reality is the numbers for those are always lower than literally anything else. Yeah. Uh, most folks don't really go searching for music videos these days, it seems, unless you're already, like, big enough that they actually care to watch it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. For early on bands, music videos don't seem to really be doing much. Mm -hmm. So a side note to that is uh, we've actually had the punk rock MBA, Phil McKinty. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's reviewed a couple of our things. Oh, shit. And... Sure. Um, he seems to enjoy uh, – we sent him uh, the lyric video to Paternal Failure. Mm. He enjoyed that a lot more than the music video to A Quiet Place because huh. he said a band like ours, the lyrical content that we have, the message that we're getting across kind of comes across better in a, that lyrical format than it does just another video of you know a band playing their own music. Right. So I kind of felt that that was an interesting take, you know, kind of given – lot more substance to to the lyrics and the you know the themes of these songs and we yeah. took it to heart for this upcoming ep yeah. too so instead of doing a music video we decided to do two lyric videos. more lyric videos yeah yep. okay so you had you said two lyric videos for the upcoming ep mm -hmm. yes. or, okay and then when do you think so are those i'm assuming those are already the singles like for uh, this upcoming yeah, yes those will yeah. be the singles yep. okay singles. so with the singles when do you think those because you announced one yesterday yep correct. and yep. you said it's going to drop when march 10th march 10th okay yep and then you're gonna have a second one yes after that uh it is still in the production stage of things but realistically it should release i'm guessing about a month or so after the first one okay a month or so. yeah that seems like a fair time period yeah and then this is also going to be an ep Yes, as well. it will. It will be another EP, and so this will drop. When are you expecting, like, the full EP to drop? So this? we don't know for certain, but we were just talking about it, and we're summer. thinking, so what? Summer. Some yeah. sometime in the summer, realistically, yeah, like mid to late summer, probably, maybe even okay. early summer. It really depends yeah. on when we get everything together, because like, mm -hmm. that's the thing that sucks is uh, nowadays, especially with the whole like social media thing you were talking about, like, there's more than just the music to get ready. Mm -hmm. So like it. It might take a little longer than we expect, so kind of it depends. But it should be sometime in the summer. Okay, sweet. And then, do you guys have a, a title that you can like preview for that EP? Yet, um, or? It's it's actually uh, it's huh? That's, that's all you. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's your decision. Uh, it's actually the low life EP. It's oh. the, the the first single is technically the title track. Okay, sick. So and that's the first EP, the first song is called Low Life, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Literally, the so, first single is going to be the the title track for the EP. It's going to be Low Life. Okay. So and is this one because you said part one and part two were the first two EPs? Yes. So are they going? Is this EP also going to follow somewhat of a story? No. This one. This one. It has like a a consistent theme. So, like, the, the subject matter is still revolving around roughly one theme, but it's not really a story or, like, a sequence. Okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. I think uh, some bands, like, 
as he knows, he's a Dream Theater fan. Uh, you know, <laughs> concept the, albums. Yeah, the the concept albums, The Awakening. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. Yeah. Metropolis yeah. Part Two. Oh I've gosh. always had a weakness for concept albums. But, They're fun. Uh, they are fun. But yeah, when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about platforms uh, that you guys use a little bit more about social media and how you guys are adapting to the game as you guys continue your career. So this is the core on WEGL 91.1. Stay tuned if you want to hear that. Welcome back to the Core on WEGL 91.1. I am your host, Jackson. We are here once again with the band Crow Mouth, and we're talking a little bit more in depth about social media, YouTube, music videos, basically just continuing the conversation that we had in the last block. So you've seen some growth and some differences on TikTok. Has there a certain trick that you guys have used to like get bigger on that? Or um, Honestly, I'm, uh, I'm going to let Jake take over on that one. He's the one who's been handling a lot of the social media. Oh, very he's cool. been doing a really good job with it. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, um, during quarantine, um, I, I knew that I needed to learn more about social media marketing. You know, the the biggest part of writing music is writing the music, getting the music to sound good. But it's the, the other most important part is really getting it out there for people to be able to digest. And uh, so I, I tried different things. I tried Instagram targeted ads where I target particular areas, and then I'll look at the analytics, see um, you know, what stuck, what didn't, if it was organic, you know, like kind of having to creep on people's actual profiles that reacted to our stuff to ensure, it, you know, they're not just bot accounts. And then when TikTok came out, uh, at first I was kind of a boomer about it. I was like, ah, this new technology is kidding me. <laughs> you know, and we could, what the heck is a TikTok? In, right. in a day and age where everyone's so engrossed in social media and our phones, you know, it was just another rabbit hole to get into. But you know, I started to realize the potential that TikTok could have for our success. So uh, once we got the videos, I was like, one day I was just like, hey, guys, um, I'm going to make a TikTok for us. And just, you know, we've got a lot of visual content. So I'm going to post stuff and see what sticks. And uh, it so happened that the first one that really blew up was the one of us playing A Quiet Play. So I took the footage. It was our very first show at Shag Nasty's. Um, and it was during the breakdown of A Quiet Place, and so I removed the old uh, way, the audio information, put it, put it under the actual track, rendered that video, uploaded it to TikTok, and really the hashtags. I'd spent hours and hours um, finding hashtags. I actually have notes in my phone of, like, a whole <laughs> scroll of hashtags that I, I may need that to see typically those. Yeah, <laughs> be happy to show them. It's pretty I, extensive. I'll send them to you. I would appreciate that, honestly. Yeah, let's sure. go. Let's for go. Sure. Yeah, I'll send them to you after this. When this show um, gets successful after I graduate for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you'll need it. So, That's so what's going to happen. That one started to take off, and I paid attention to, you know, ratio of likes versus views because it seemed like as long as you're above 10%, your video is going to have, uh, you know, good momentum going forward. And then um, time of day. The, the weirdest thing is the one that, that blew up the most was the paternal failure TikTok video. Right. Sitting at right over 276,000 views right now. Um, Bro Job just commented on it and oh, liked wow. it. So that was huge. Bad uh, dumb. That was very exciting. <laughs> what, a, what a name drop. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's just like so, Bro Job, play with us, do it now. Yes, yes. Just like message them, just like DM them. I saw you liked our page. Uh, can, can we go on tour with you guys right. in Carnifex? 
sex. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep, yep. A lot, and, and some people in those comments actually suggested Carnifex is like another man we should tour with. They try to uh, they try to go get us to go with uh, traders a lot. I can actually see that happening, That which, you know, is a sign that you guys are making good music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, the moment anyone starts saying, like, hey, you know these other bands that are already known? You should play with those yeah, guys. You're just sitting there like, are you real? Yeah, with <laughs> Whitechapel <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, you're oh, just man. sitting there. Awesome. You're just like, bro, do you know a band called uh, Left to Suffer? It's like, I think you guys would be go good with them. It's like, do you think so? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real? Right. How would you know that? Yeah, say <laughs> so right now. Yeah. <laughs> Please, so if fine. you can hear us right now. <laughs> guys, trust you. me. I, I swear we'll be good. Actually, we'll pay you to play. No, don't yeah. do that, right? <laughs> No, wait, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> Do not do oh, that. Man. No, no, that, that's kind of that's kind of a scam. Same I ain't got with, no uh, money, bro. My, gotta, my, <laughs> my bank account cuts off at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, which kind of the band we fund. So much for gotta draw a line somewhere, yes. right? Yes. Which oh, that kind of leads into a good segment. People who pay to have their songs on Spotify playlists. Yeah, pe- well, yeah they paid do. playlists. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, okay, so you guys do not All do organic. that. We have, nope, I've heard nope. that is not a good thing to do so you can tell because the the numbers will grow when it's fake the numbers will go up real fast and then they'll slowly come back down Mm. but ours you know have been consistent yeah and other bands like that are yeah i I mean i think we've grown you know sometimes it 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 could it fluctuates a little bit but it's been a a steady growth from you know okay triple digits to quadruple digits you know yeah and that's you know yeah, it's definitely not. It wasn't an immediate success, right? No, and right. that's like, but Nick Nocturnal putting our songs on his playlist. Right oh yeah, right. that no, was, he did that a, was great, huge. a great service, man. Like yeah, he, yeah. we got so many Free more of charge listeners too. than that. <laughs> For yeah, sure. I didn't even know. Like I literally popped it open because the numbers started getting real big all of a sudden, and I was like, "What happened?" And then it's just like, "Oh, Nick Nocturnal's playlist." Yeah. That's sick. What? <laughs> it's like it's always can so like can you guys see because I'm not sure like about this end but when you upload your stuff to Spotify can you see what it's been added to like what playlist like playlists and stuff yeah, yes yeah, yeah. there there's okay. a separate app that's called uh, Spotify for artists yep. I think oh, okay. and then yeah really? literally once you log in with your account it shows you everything oh wow okay that's very it even breaks it down by like what countries have you've been listened to Ooh. in how many plays there are gender total, specific like gender age range wow. age range yeah it's, it's got so everything. cool it's so lots cool of data we have yeah. a um a thing here called Transistor, and it's for all the podcasts that we run here. And you can see where everyone's listening from. It's very random depending on the podcast because it's like you'll have like one of my friends will run like a sports podcast or something like that, and you'll see like, oh, okay, it was listened to in Alabama. It was listened to in Florida. It was listened to Argentina. Argentina, (laughs) yeah. It's like, like, hold on a second. Who listened to Argentina? For real. (laughs) It's so random. You see like one country like on the dot on the other side of like the map. (laughs) It's time to plan a world tour. It's like you just see it. World tour. It's like bands be like, I'm going to announce a world tour. The world tour in question, America, Canada, Australia. <laughs> it's like that's it it's like guys are going on you notice how like whenever they say european tour it's only europe when they say world tour it's everything but europe yep, <laughs> yep. literally <laughs> we might stop by uk we ain't going yeah, to europe it's yeah. like we're not going to we're not going to europe it's like europe. but it's like why not <laughs> it's like because like, y'all put beans on everything <laughs> <laughs> Beans and toast. Man. The fact that you even try to use the word cuisine to describe your food offensive. I, was like, I, I met Bleed from Within last night. They're from Scotland. I'm just gonna go up to them do bad Scottish accents next time I see them. Oh no! 
You definitely need to ask them how they enjoy their haggis. Yeah, I the, definitely the, will. It's the go-to joke if, you know, you yeah, got to be rude. Yeah, I'll definitely go I'll go ask them. They had stickers last night at their show, a freaking Mel Gibson and Braveheart, and it said Bleed oh From my, Within on it. That's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Embrace. Yeah, they literally embraced the, the Scottish. That is amazing. It was, um, it was such a good, like, marketing strategy. And, like, so you guys, I, I see this a lot. Uh, people, like, have maybe not, like, rip-off merch, but, like, they'll take, like, I don't know, like, anime art or, like, logos, fonts from, like, TV shows and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Have you guys ever considered doing that with like merch? Recycled font. Yeah. Recycled. Yeah, yeah kind of have, like, a rip, like basically. A rip. Yeah. 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 Not, not really. It's never I mean, really popped into my head, honestly. Yeah, we haven't. Th- we've just kept it kind of simple for now. We've got an online merch store as well, yeah. which uh, took some time to make. It, but now it's streamlined, so if you, you can't, you're not able to get merch from us live, you can just go to our chromouth.band, and merchandise is one of the first links that pops up. So, Very sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get something at the show tonight because um, we got some – y'all brought everything with you guys. <laughs> we did. So it's going to be – Tonight's gonna be a very fun show. I can already well, tell. I'm very excited. So excited. It's gonna be oh, yeah. so. We we sick. love shows like this. You know, we we just love. We we want to play. You know, especially once we get this EP done, we want to play more. And yeah, um, you know, have you guys ever considered doing like a southeast run or something like that? For yes. sure, we definitely want to. It's just a matter of getting that kind of stuff actually like put together. Yeah. Logistics. Yeah. yeah. The plan was to try to get it done sometime this year, but I... yeah, we were hoping to do like a tour this year, but honestly, I don't really know. How it'll come together. We just need to network with the right band. Maybe you know yeah. someone like if again if Bro Job continues to follow us and react to That'd us on cool. TikTok. Maybe Plus we have we have like you. a yeah. I don't know if I can call them a full blown brother band, but we have a band that we are very close with called Divisive. They're okay, based cool. in Nashville. Nice, nice. And they're a band that we would love to go tour with. Like yes. I would love to tour Same. with those guys, and they're I feel amazing. like that's definitely doable. But it's still a matter of getting the run put together. And, yeah, you know. that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that makes sense. So. If you could go on a run, who would you bring with you, like, that you're friends with? Who would you take? I would, would Divisive would definitely, definitely be divisive. top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Crown the Center and Zayx. Crown the Center and Zayx. Yeah. yeah. Both of them, I, I really enjoy their music and the, the shows they put on. We played a show with them at Shag Nasties. And, um, you know, we played some shows uh, with Zayx as Skybearer. Oh, um, and yeah. And then ZX went on their hiatus, got back together, and it's good to see them, you know, back out in the scene. I know there's another show, I guess, for those in Decatur and Huntsville tonight at uh, that Crybaby Tattoo Shop, and ZX and Crown the Center are playing there. That's oh, sick. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> Crown the Center is a band that's, like, really just kind of came out of nowhere up in really North Alabama. They yep. really did. Like, I don't know, like, because I only knew, like, learned about it maybe – I don't know, a month or two ago, mm-hmm. just through name and like seeing them on flyers and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I'd never heard of them before that, never knew what they were doing before that. So it's just kind of oh, yeah. random how they just sort of popped out of nowhere yep. and yeah. did that. Yeah, but. they're pretty dynamic too. I, I like how they vary rock, extreme metal to hard rock. It's, it's cool. So sick. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys gotta, yeah, I would, I would love to see you guys like play a show together if that happened. Like, oh, yeah. Not sure when or where right. when that, that would <laughs> yeah. happen, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to show up for it at least. That's they're, for sure. they're definitely one of those bands where if we're playing a Huntsville, Birmingham, we're we're gonna be hitting them up. Yeah, like, right. And uh, interesting, you guys said Shag Nasties. That's a very like random spot, I think, for a band of your style to play at. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it was you. our first thought too. <laughs> yeah, you're not Such the first to think spot. that. It was just like it was so like because I oh my gosh I remember seeing like there's a band in Huntsville and friends we called Seven Stone Riot, uh, which I've they played yeah. Shag Nasties a couple times. Yeah. But then like 
the pandemic happened. And yeah. then they were like, oh, Shagnassius is reopened. We are introducing our new concerts. Trapped. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, huh? I, if you hate Trapped, that's understandable. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely d- despise them, but, right. you know, teach their own. But yeah. I can't blame the owner for Shag Nasties for making a business decision. No, him yeah. and uh, he had that. It's he had a non- double-edged sword. Yeah, he had non-point play. He had, mm, that, yeah. He had, uh, uh, dude, I saw Puddle of Mud there. When Puddle of Mud, that, yeah. was, that was their, like, biggest show, and they were amazing. I saw yeah. them at uh, Iron City in Birmingham okay. back in 19. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw them back when I was a teenager in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I saw them city stages because <laughs> um, I'm from Hoover. And so okay, I, I grew up going to Crawfish Boil City Stages. Oh. Puddle of Mud, Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin headlined uh, oh my city stages gosh. one weekend. That, really? That was awesome. Yep. That is yep. – oh, wow. That's super sick. And then – so so you guys played Shag Nasties, and then you played – did you play any other, um, like, venues that are just kind of – Wait, interesting. Besides tonight, of course, you guys uh, play in the sanctuary. Ah. So we've been offered a lot of things at Copper Top and some different venues around Huntsville. I think one thing that's a little bit unique for us is, even though we've had music out since 2019, uh, it was I think it was 18, 2018, 18 or 19. It was somewhere in yeah. there. Us playing live shows is relatively new. Right. So yeah. this is only that's, our fourth one. Yeah. So that oh, that's kind of. Uh, I don't want to say one of the struggles, but we're still, as far as local bands and kind of making those connections with promoters, and we're still kind of fresh with, with yeah, doing yeah. that, even though the online stuff looks great. You know, we, get, we have numbers and we get views, and, and that, we're appreciative of all that. But oh, yeah. we're, we're still trying to find our way locally. And you know, I'd love to play the Firehouse in Birmingham. Oh, I love I'd love place. to, you so know, there's fun. a lot of places I still want to play. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of cool venues. You know, we're, just, just we're still trying to make those connections you know yeah for sure and so we're gonna move in here to our final block when we come back we're gonna hear one more song that if they did play the firehouse then you know you would hear this song being played i'm sure we'll see tonight we'll make sure but yeah (laughs) stick around for that if you want to know what it is this is the core on wegl 91.1 
That was the song Paternal Failure by the band Crowmouth. Once again, here to talk a little bit about this song and the writing process behind it. And yeah, I don't want to get too in-depth with the lyrics, but just a little bit of like oh, yeah, the writing no. process of like what was going you on. You are here totally good. Song. That so that song, um, first off, it was we always thought it was one of our stronger ones musically. Like even before I did the vocals for it, uh, we just thought that it was very solid structure-wise. And then, uh, like I was saying, those two EPs, the whole concept was I basically took the, the worst couple years of my life and cherry-picked all the worst moments. And that particular song is about losing a child, mm-hmm. which is a pain a lot of people have felt, a lot more people than folks tend to realize, actually. More than I realized, even, when I wrote this song. Like, I wrote it for people who have felt that, but... Uh, the overwhelming amount of response we got from that song has been crazy. Like, I was never expecting that many people to connect with it. And it's kind of bittersweet because it's like, I'm happy that you guys are able to connect and feel better by hearing my music, but I'm sad that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? So, and I, um, that song is pretty vague about details. And I honestly do that in a lot of our songs because the thing is, is, Everyone's suffering has its own fingerprint, and mine likely doesn't match anyone else's. You know, I've experienced my own traumas in the same, you know, the specific order I experienced them in, and someone else has a completely different situation, but they still may understand the pain. So pretty much the whole EP is I tried to write specific enough that folks that have understand, understood those kinds of pains can connect it and feel it. But I also try to remain vague enough that they can, they don't see details that take away from their 
experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that song is, I, I kind of just leave it as, yes, it's about the loss of a child. and It's very kind of open to interpretation. Yes. Depending very. on uh, everyone's, as you said, everyone's circumstances is different. Yeah. So I think uh, making, I think the advantage of making a song like that lyrically is that you can comfort people by not like sharing specific details because they already know the details. Yes. They already yes. know they what know happened. They know their details. Yeah, they, they know, know what their they details. So they can fill in the parts of their life with the lyrics that you wrote. Yep. Exactly. Because it's just kind of a canvas. It's kind of like a, it's like a prompt. Exactly. Almost. And the people it's like I give, I give a skeleton of it. Yeah. And then it's up to their imagination to really fill in the rest of mm-hmm. The hurt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It is, but it is, for a lot of people, like a good way of coping Yes, as well. And And I I noticed that a lot of people who have experienced that, they tend to blame themselves a lot, whether it's their fault or not. Like, I feel like that's something you can't help. Like, you Mm -hmm. just feel like you're at fault. You feel like it's your fault no matter what happened. And that's obviously what the the bridge of the song is alluding to where yeah. I talk about it you know if there's a life after death I hope you found it mm-hmm. and but I know we won't end up in the same place because I feel right. like I'm the one to blame I'm the one who screwed everything up you know it's like it's very easy to fall into that mindset where you can blame yourself for everything even if circumstance never would have changed no matter what you did you know right we tend to get trapped in that in that headspace sometimes and that's that's a lot of what that song's about on top of you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole album or EP, both EPs at that time, uh, really just kind of follow that somewhat kind of like more. The lyrics are kind of more comforting than anything, even though they're kind of more um, they're more like not they're not like detail specific, as you said, but they are like comforting to people who may have gone through something similar. Yeah, which is yeah. what I was going for. And I'm really glad that it's working out that way, you know, because like it's one thing to be like oh, I'm being creative and I'm pulling this thing off, hopefully. But then when you actually see people responding to it the way you were intending, mm-hmm. it def- it's, it's, it's a big confidence boost, you know? Because like yeah. when we wrote these things and didn't drop them for years, I had no idea what anyone was going to think of this. Yeah. You know? So it's, I, it's very nice. Yeah, and on the other side of it, instrumentally, I feel like this song really backs the vocals in a way. The heaviness of the instrumentals equals the lyrics i would say it almost it almost adds to the feeling strictly yeah. because of how heavy and then eerie soft in some spots like yeah right yeah i've noticed this song probably more than most other songs that you guys have done it has a lot more like mood swings i would say a little bit yeah like not so much tempo changes cuz it sounds like it's kind of set to the same metronome yeah. but like i, d- I don't think that the breakdown yeah until the breakdown i think one breakdown drops tempo but that's yeah. literally it yeah yeah it, but like even residing in like that same like tempo that you guys are in it still has a bunch of different feelings yeah that that it it uh compared to a lot of our other songs that one has one of the biggest most like open but also like big feeling choruses yes the the chorus in that song to me is one of the more the most like almost orchestral mm-hmm. because it just has so much going on in it yeah and it, it's very drawn out it's very slow it's it does it really matches the vibe like i feel like yeah. it, it you're right it, it matches the vibe very well and i i like that yeah and so when you were you wrote guitar on this song, right? No, no. Uh, okay. John, no, the other John. guitarist sitting okay, with so us. Other, but he's yeah. he's the he's like our ghost writer. Okay. Yeah, he nice. is he is technically back in the band now, but he oh. hasn't he hasn't been involved with a lot of the like going out and doing stuff. 
Okay. Aspects. We're kind of slowly reeling him back in. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he was doing all the work. When I first joined, I was just helping them play guitar. I played bass in all the music videos, but I would just help, you know, if they were going to play live, well, I could be the second guitar player. And then when Josh left, uh, you know, then it kind of be, I felt like it was my opportunity to take the role, take the bull by the horns and start leading this band to, you know, where we're at today. Right. So. And you've done a great job at it as well. Just doing way. all oh, the yeah. stuff that no one else really likes doing. The media, the movie, you know. And that is what makes you indispensable, man. <laughs> we don't want to do you, it. You can never be I'm fired. just like, good, because I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like sitting there and it's just like, that way I cannot leave. Also because I'm your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I make Excuse the me, just... <laughs> He does. Okay, I make Brandon the makes the meme. Okay. Oh, yeah, that is, yeah, the meme lord. I am second to you. <laughs> which which they like can share the memes correctly. Memes have like yes. blown up for bands. Yeah, for our, dude, our, yeah it's our, literally it one of the best promotional up. tools now. Sadly, oh, we it's literally amazing. made our first meme of the uh, Chris Sirianni, the, ne- the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I put paternal. <laughs> so I thought that, and then Brandon wasn't watching the Super Bowl with me, and then makes the the Send picture it to meme, the group. <laughs> and then immediately me and my friends I was with was like, this is exactly what we, we were, were saying. Really like, just talking yep, about yep, that. Yep, so <laughs> it was oh perfect. Yeah, that was because I saw. I think like. Because you posted that like kind of early that morning or something like yep. that, just kind of like throwing it out there, and I think I like woke up and that was the first thing I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why am I seeing him crying on my timeline?" Just those red eyes, just the red eyes. Yeah, just, when yeah. you listen like to his Chrome face, mouth. just uh. yeah. <laughs> Chrome mouth for national anthem, please. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that would be Chrome so mouth for the Super Bowl halftime, show. right? Yeah, right. Super Bowl halftime I show. love those memes. I bet they are yep. uh, Oh man, no, I don't yeah. even think I'd be able to get away with it there no, oh Shoot. no definitely not that right it's it's hilarious though like just the memes that bands make now oh yeah. and it's like after like i don't know i think the pandemic gave a lot of people a lot of time to master <laughs> meme culture, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> meme culture gr- grew yeah, three times that they, day they came out of, <laughs> they came out of the, it came out of the um, pandemic it's like guys i know it was like a tough time but like did you, any of y'all do anything productive I made a I made a thirty second reel. <laughs> I'm just picturing the one off friend that like comes hovering down from the mountaintops. He's like, I have become one with the memes. <laughs> I have seen the source, and now you shall see it through me. <laughs> oh, and by the way, that's that's Brandon's origin story. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh. <laughs> it came down from the mountains. It came down from the mountains, and they were just like, I have granted memes like, oh. But can you play bass? He's like, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want to answer. He's like, don't secondary. Ask. Secondary skill. It's, fine. it's just like, it's like, we need a bassist. It's like, I got memes. Like, you're in. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even need a bass. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it because it's the first thing you'll notice that isn't there, but anyone in the crowd doesn't even realize what you're doing when it is no. there. That's what's upsetting. <laughs> oh. that's, that's the plight of that's the plight of bass. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, you just fly under the radar. You're obviously the coolest guy in the band. Right. Of oh, of course. Yeah, yeah totally. You get, no, you get no attention. Right. It's all <laughs> singers. It's all guitarists. And then, you know, the weird girls go for the drummers. Hey, and then, up? as he says, uh, sitting next to the drummer. <laughs> you know, but the bass player gets left high and dry. But, yeah, as soon as there's not one there. Aren't you engaged? Yeah, he is. Well, yeah. <laughs> I am. Well, what are you right? upset about that? Congratulations, Bob. <laughs> Even that's a meme. But... Even that's a meme. 
it's just like it's just like pro mouth like like it's just like the picture of you like on your knees getting engaged and it's like it was all a dream and then I woke up. Oh no! <laughs> like, and then a like, quiet place starts. Playing. Then, oh, oh no! It's all too much. It's all too it's much. It's all too much. I hate when you think. Oh my god! I've really been losing sleep, guys. Like, oh, look. Oh. You're right about me. That's what hurts the most. <laughs> Guys, what's up? Like, are we going to just sit here quoting the stupid stuff? Yeah. We're going to talk through a quiet place, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, you gotta, what it's you like got to do? Spoken version. Yeah. <laughs> William Shatner? <laughs> it's all a dream. It's all This Too is much. production commentary, right? Like, that's yeah. what that's you got to do is, like, you got to do what movies do, and it just starts playing, and then it's like, hi, my name is Alec. I'm the uh, vocalist, and it's just like, hey, I am the <laughs> guitarist. Yeah, it's yeah, totally. song was really just, like, achieved through, yeah? You know, just have, like, one of those stupid... And you have like the audio of the song playing like very quietly in the and background. they can't even tell what's happening in the song because yeah. I'm speaking too loud and it's too quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's like, but then like you have to every time there's a pause in like the commentary, the music just spikes, and so you're just like you're just like <laughs> compressor. <laughs> and right after that happens, you're just like my mixes are top tier, bro. Yeah. You're, just, you're just like sitting there and you're just like so. Yeah. Then we had this one part in a quiet place. It's like it's probably the best like part. <laughs> it's like that part. Yeah, you like, know the part where I go like <laughs> <laughs> with lots of stank on it. I really. Felt that. It's so. It's such a. Yeah, I felt that in my core. I felt that in my in my core right there, guys. I felt that in the core. The core. He said it. He said it. I am pretty sure my brain just exploded at the top. I'd be making segues in places that I have no place for. I make up these segues that make absolutely. No sense whatsoever, but I think that's one thing you gotta do to keep it going. Same oh, with yeah. same with uh keep it fresh. Same with albums though. You gotta segue from song to song. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Make sure that each song plays <laughs> off each other. Lame. Show, like I hate music. Why do we even do music? <laughs> show the memes to the camera. Oh no, what is it? We're just showing the camera memes. <laughs> oh, we're showing memes to the camera. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think it works out Brandon's well. great memes. Hopefully it works. <laughs> you know, guys, we were supposed to sound like we're professionals or something. And ah, you guys are just showing off memes. This is <laughs> If anything's unprofessional, I'll do a marketing strategy. I'll cut it and then put it on a Patreon version, make an uncut. Beautiful. There you go. Like, there you go. I'll charge everyone fifteen dollars to listen to it. <laughs> they got no choice. They have to pay me. Yeah, it's like look, either you pay or you get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just make NFTs of the episode. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> there he is with the NFTs. Why Chrome. with you and the Chrome. NFT? Chrome Mouth NFT win. Chrome, uh, uh, Chrome Mouth NFT We do have Chrome Mouth NFT. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I told you you could have them, but no promotion. <laughs> you can keep them in your own wallet. Don't tell awesome. anybody about them. Don't tell anyone. Well, the not. one the good thing about the Chrome Mouth NFTs is that they actually, you can get something tangible if you do, like, this is literally for any fans that are crypto enthusiasts anyway. If they buy an NFT, they show it to me at the, our live shows, and I'll give them a discount on merch. Oh, so cool. it's like they still get something out of it. So it's not That's just fair. a worthless piece of code. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he admits it. That's I'm definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's like he finally. And so the truth is revealed. Finally. It's all a marketing <laughs> scheme. I knew it. Yep. But speaking yep. of, you know what else is a marketing scheme? Social media. Do you guys have any that you'd like to shout out? Platform. You're literally yeah, I all mean, platforms. Yeah, we're yeah. literally Instagram, on everything. Facebook. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, our handle's ChromeOutTN. Uh, we're available on, I mean, TikTok. everything, man. TikTok. TikTok. Twitter. Twit oh, we do oh, yeah. have a Twitter. TikTok. If you want to see some I fire memes. The meme, the meme <laughs> lord the, runs the Twitter. You want memes, go to Twitter. Yeah. Meme Twitter. You just the want promo content, go to TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I literally just take the TikTok video and then share it to Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And then Facebook. A lot of cross-posting. <laughs> That's how you do it right there. And if you want to stay up to date with the show, you can follow The Core at WEGL91.1 on Instagram, or you can follow us on Facebook at The Core on WEGL91.1. Guys, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. This was a lot of fun. Hey, thanks yeah, for having yeah, us, man. We you, had man. a lot of fun, too. Thanks, yeah, thanks. this was a really great time. So you guys are more than welcome anytime to come back whenever you're in the area. This was super fun. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week, Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on Weagle.com or on your local radio. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We'll see you next time.